The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings please welcome my fantastic co-host first up she will find you she will always find you it's katie cat i will hey guys um hope you enjoyed the mid-season finale i sure did and i cannot wait to talk about it with you especially since she hacked your find your phone app so that's how she will always find you (laughs) oh gosh that's creepy I know, right? Speaking of creepy, she is now the most powerful dark one ever. It's Ava Stark. Boom. Yes, that's the best thing that ever happened, right? Hey, guys. uh, This was an okay episode. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about it, as Katie said. Next, at the last moment, she made the ultimate sacrifice. It's Ashley Michelle. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's oh so my. Many <laughs> I wanted to be called a Donahue. What? Doesn't everybody? Uh uh-uh. uh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be called a Donahue. We, do, we want to do other things with calling a Donahue, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show, listeners. It's going to be that kind of show. Was that it, Ash? <laughs> I'm excited! I'm very excited! We are excited as well. And last but not least, she loves baby names like Kelly, Hunter, and Pistachio! It's Pimenta. Do I call you names, puppy? <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, well, that was certainly an interesting season finale, and I can't wait to talk about it with everyone. So let's jump into our recap of episode 511, the winter finale of Once Upon a Time, which was titled Swan Song and aired December 6th, 2015. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. The Dark Siege of Storybrooke is underway as all of the resurrected Dark Ones target a living soul for sacrifice so that they can return to the realm of the living. With doom imminent, Gold advises Mary Margaret, David, and the rest of the heroes to spend their last fleeting moments 
enjoying the company of their loved ones. Emma, however, refuses to give up, knowing that she is responsible for writing all the poor choices she made as Dark One. There's only one problem. Dark Hook. When they face off with the fate of Storybrooke at stake, Hook's actions will devastate Emma in a way no one saw coming. In a fairy tale and flashback, the evil queen tests Hook's mettle by forcing him to confront a demon from his past before contracting him to dispatch one of hers. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to the episode without getting too deep into it just initial reaction when the screen faded to black what were you know the what was i should say the first thought that uh popped into your mind katie um how am i going to wait through the hi hiatus for this that was the first thought that popped in my mind dun, dun, i don't want to I don't want to wait these next several months to see another episode. Um, but the uh, the mid-season finale was really good. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I love the ending. Oh my goodness. The last like 15 minutes was so good. Oh, I just want to know what's going to happen. I can't wait. Was it hell for you? Basically. <laughs> there you go. But I'm... That was very punny. It was. Good job. Thank I'm slapping you. Slapping my knee. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Katie. <laughs> Ava, your initial reaction to the episode. When I finished watching the episode at 4 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I need to go to sleep. Can't take this anymore. Oh, my. <laughs> uh... I don't know, to be honest, how I feel about this episode. Uh, it was okay. I was like, wow. That was it. <laughs> okay. That was my initial reaction. Well, that was very descriptive. Thank you, Ava. <laughs> Thank Ash, you. you're welcome. Ash, your initial reaction. The first thing that I wanted to do after watching this episode was watch a romantic comedy. I need, I was so like, <laughs> just upset by the last couple of minutes, the emotional roller coaster. I had to go and watch something really light and fluffy with no meaning. <laughs> but this, I love the fact that a lot of us expected a lot of the stuff that they said that was secret and we wouldn't expect, but they still had enough in the episode to surprise us and give us more. And that blew my mind that we could know so much about this episode and still be surprised by it. I'm still surprised by it. I'm not over it. Hmm. Well, there you go. And Pimenta, your initial reaction? I had two, actually. Because, oh because when yeah, because when the episode finished, I my initial react my initial thought was of Katie and Ashley, and I wanted to officially welcome them into the world of what a painful hiatus hiatus means. So, <laughs> hello. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hello and welcome. It's a word. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then I. Must admit, I was 
quite impressed at how, and forgive me for saying this, but I was impressed at how the writers actually managed to piss off the entire fan base besides the Captain Swan shippers. Because everyone on my timeline, on all my social media, was like yelling and cursing. And I was like, what the hell? What? what? What's going on? So, I, well, it was an okay episode. It was, it was, I, I've seen more, more, you know, intense finales for me. But it, I, at least I did not completely hate it, which is an improvement. Um, okay. Well, there you go. I enjoyed the finale. I loved every moment of it, except for one little thing that, in a previous, I think, spoiler section, I said if they would do this, that I would be a bit disappointed, and they did it. So we'll discuss that when it ends up happening. But other than that, I thought it was a really strong episode, and I'm really excited about the new arc. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it, and um, what sort of story elements and uh, and that kind of thing they use to make it become a reality and uh yeah i think that's it so let's get into the actual recap a quick little hat tip shout out to the opening title card which showed the cloaked resurrected dark ones 11 in total featured in the forest so let's start off in the past as we always do with the flashback which was uh pretty short in all actuality so uh, I'm interested to get everyone's take on it. We're on board what uh, I guess we're assuming could be the Jolly Roger, or at least it's a ship on uh, the sea, and we see a young Killian consoled by his father. His name is Brennan Jones, and um, his father promises that you know he would become the person that he's meant to be. He's like, go to sleep, you know, I'll be here with the light, everything will be fine, yada yada. But when he wakes up, he finds out that his father has abandoned him and his brother Liam and sold them into servitude because uh, Brennan, his father, was a wanted man and the ship was stolen. Years later, many years later, in the Enchanted Forest, we see the evil queen recruiting Captain Hook to kill her mother, Cora. But before he's recruited to do that, she has to test him to make sure that he can do it because Cora's tricky, this, that, the other. So she decides to take Captain Hook to a tavern where she requires Hook to um, basically face someone from his past to make sure that, you know, if he can do this, then he can definitely take down Cora and the person from his past is the tavern's owner which happens to be his father after the tavern closes uh, Hook confronts his father and his father explains that his life has changed he uh, was uh, under a sleeping curse and when he was under the sleeping curse basically the woman that was nursing him during that time, uh, you know, he could hear her, and he fell in love with her, and she fell in love with him, and so when she kissed him, true love's kiss allowed him uh, to wake up, and so they married, and uh, they, you know, they had this great life together. She ended up dying of the plague, but ever since, you know, 
he found this love uh, he had changed his life for the better he was also vague about why he's still alive because he should be dead we don't know 100% why he's still alive. He was very vague about that. I'm sure that they might explain that in the future. So Hook tells his father, you know, I was here to kill you. You know, I was contracted to kill you. This is a test for me. So obviously you've changed. I want to help you out. I'll get you some passes or a pass, I should say, to leave the realm. But you have to leave now. You have to leave forever. He's like, well, will you come with me? And he's like, you know what? I need to do something and I, I can't. So, and then he was like, well, can you get me two passes? So we end up finding out that when he remarried, he had a new son, another son. And uh, when Hook went to his father's home to deliver the um, passes, for lack of a better word, he finds out that the new son, his uh, half-brother, is named Liam like his brother that passed away and his father is saying a lot of the same stuff that uh, he would tell hook and liam as children to his new son and so hook basically is like you know you're still the same man you're you know putting on the same tales and this that or the other and uh, you know you haven't changed, basically, is what he's um, saying. You know, you lied about changing. So, as they're having this discussion, Hook take back takes back his offer to uh, let him leave and then find uh, a new life elsewhere. He burns the passes and he kills his father. And uh, as his father is dying, is like, you know, he's, it's never too late to change. You could be the man that you want to be. It's never late to change. So I want to get everyone's take on the flashback. In particular, I also want uh, at least a couple of you to answer, does this flashback make sense? Because a lot of times when series try to introduce flashbacks of characters you know, from an older time period than we've already seen them, sometimes it can be a little, I don't want to use the word jarring, but it can be a little, um, it can kind of mess up with what we knew about them already, i.e. Snow and Charming's Egg Adventure from last season. <laughs> oh my god. Things got scrambled. but um yeah. <laughs> So, Katie... Since you are our Once Upon a Time specialist, did the flashbacks fit? And what did you think of the flashbacks as a whole? Um, well, honestly, I can't totally answer that. I feel like I actually need to go back and watch the episode that this was bounced off of, which I believe was 209, which is Queen of Hearts, I believe. That's the one it is. A long time uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a really long time ago. Um, so I, I feel like I really need to see that first before I can judge. But I've heard from some people that... Katie, you was... showed up not prepared. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> well, I didn't I'm have... teasing, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I heard from some people that they were, like a lot of people were confused. And then some people actually thought that it fit because it would fit in between a few scenes in the... 
queen of hearts. So I can't, I, I mean, I don't know it, it fit to me, I guess. I don't know, but I feel like they had different outfits on, which is interesting, yes, but did, yeah, but I mean, it's, it, it could obviously they're not going to wear the same clothes every single day. So it could just be that this was like a few days later or something like that. So I don't know. I've got to go back and watch the episode and decide, but I wasn't I can help with that. Yeah, I go can for help it. With that if you want. Um, so what happens is that uh, when Regina first suggested to Hook that you know that she needed him in the Queen of Hearts, it was inside Belle's cell, as I'm sure Ava can also confirm. Um, she, the line the fans were talking about was based on her clothing, and she was wearing this uh, this blue velvet dress at the time. And supposedly, yeah. she took him away from uh, Belle's cell, and uh, they immediately went to her chambers, where they used um, uh, the, the hat, was it, to get to Wonderland? I think they used the hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, people were actually very surprised to see that there was this event in, the, in between, because... The Queen of Hearts suggests that as soon as Regina asked Hook to go to Wonderland and kill her mother, there was no, uh, you know, there were no other days that uh, um, passed before he did it. it. Supposedly it happened immediately that very same day. So people are still confused about that. Interesting. I haven't yeah. seen the episode in a long time, so I can't comment on the episode itself. But I don't know if we're to believe that everything that happens in a flashback happens the same day. Sometimes they do flash to different days. I don't know if she was wearing the same outfit. And who's to say that a queen can't wear, you know, the same outfit, you know, a couple days later or something like that. I don't know. So I can't go into the old episode Storyline wise, if they did shove this in in between like the original flashback, I think it could make sense. I, I do have to see the original though to, I guess, make my final judgment. What about the other two, Ash and Ava? Do you think this new flashback makes sense with what we've seen in the past? I think it would make more sense if Hook wasn't just standing around in the middle of the forest. Because yeah. that doesn't fit would, yeah, in with the other episode. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But other than that, everything that happened, like, especially with her saying, like, okay, go kill your father and I can see that you can kill my mother. Like, that and what happened between them totally fits. That I was completely believable. I was just disappointed that they didn't shag. I was like... You too. So oh my awesome. gosh! Now that would have been horrible <laughs> if they had. That, uh, Talk about I, stuff they can never discuss. Right, <laughs> right. Ava She's not a pretty blonde distraction. The sexual tension exactly. between Hook and Regina from season two. Yeah, when she was touching him, uh, I was yeah. like, "Please do not do anything." He was just looking at her like. Uh-huh. They were so yeah. like, oh my god. Well, she did have the bosoms out. Yeah, <laughs> she did. I was like, oh my god. Boobs! 
<laughs> the evil queen loves a good bosom outfit. Oops. She knows where to accentuate. Yes, exactly. Boobs. So let's move away from <laughs> from it being uh, from discussing the continuity aspect of the flashback. What about the flashback as a whole? Did we like meeting Killian's papa? Did we like seeing baby Killian? Or not really baby Killian, but like Lil Killian? Lil Hook? Yeah. L Lil Hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As they call I him did. in the streets. I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad that we actually got to see that. Um, it Well, first of all, it cemented the whole what kind of man do you want to become line, first of all. Um, but... I don't know. I've, I've wanted to see this for a long time because it's kind of guided him to who he's become. You know, he is a little reserved because he's had his father um, abandon him at a young age. And he was able to kind of relate to Balefire back in the day because of that. Um, and so it was nice to actually see that happen. Um his father earns Father of the Year award for being ridiculous. As um, they all do. <laughs> I know, I feel like every single father is just terrible on this show. Except for Charming. It, that's and Regina's true. dad. Regina's yeah. dad was no, oh, And Hook. Yeah. Oh yeah, we love Regina's dad. And, uh, and not Hook, and uh, Hood, Robin. Yeah, yes. Robin. Yeah. Yep, and Neil wasn't super bad when he, you know, knew about Henry when he came Oh, back. gosh. <laughs> Taught him 80s music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, greatest that is hits. true. The greatest hits. The greatest hits. Yeah. Won't you take me to Funky Town? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so I enjoyed the flashback a lot. Um, and I was kind of surprised to see that he has another brother. And he named him Liam? Like, what? What is it with the show naming character, renaming characters or like having them? We have like three juniors on the show. That was We've weird. <laughs> Although that we wouldn't be Liam like... Jr. That would be like Liam the second. Yeah, exactly. Like, can we just come up with original names? please? Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I can see naming your dog. The same name, you know, if your dog passes away and you really yeah. love that name and you love your dog, you name your new dog the same name. But, like, you just... Yeah. If he would have had a second child, would it have been Killian? That's just weird. <laughs> like, just this is my 2.0 life. I get to have 2.0 kids. <laughs> yeah. That he named him Liam instead of Killian. If I was Killian, I was like, you like Liam more than, I, more than you like me? Like... That's what I was thinking. Like, Maybe oh, his name okay, is wow. Liam Killian. <laughs> what? Jones. His middle name is Killian. Oh my god. His middle, yeah, this... he would be Liam Killian Jones. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's like Harry Potter all over again. <laughs> it was really weird. I don't, I don't get it. But hey, I still enjoy the flashback. I always like seeing Regina as the evil queen um, and then getting kind of into Hook's past as well. Um, it's nice to kind of see more of his past because we haven't seen a ton of it up to this point. So there hey, you go. Am I, the only one, am I the only one who was wondering how on earth nobody on that tavern reacted when Regina walked in? I mean, she was the evil queen, right? I know, <laughs> so right? She just yeah, I she mean, just I was... casually walked in and... and 
Um, no, like, why is no one whistling at her? Like, yeah. Only only Tiny saw them. Yeah. <laughs> they only focused on Hook. He was like, "There's no pirates allowed in this tavern." Like, yeah, the evil like, queens like, are she behind. Was what are you gonna do? <laughs> They're probably like, maybe if we don't acknowledge her, she won't like kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. I just want to take a moment to say that I am completely obsessed with Liam number two and all of the fan fiction that you guys are writing. Please keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happened so bad. Now that I want to mention something. Oh, okay. Well, he's still a child, so he's Well, he would somewhere. be 40 years old if he stayed in the Enchanted Forest. But Ava, yes. I was just going to say the oh, actor. Oh, yeah, that is true. The actor who played uh, Daddy Jones, um, he was impersonating Colin a lot. The way he was talking, like his breath. I was like, wow, this is good. Like, you can see how Killian yeah. got that from. Wait, no, he yeah. wouldn't be 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like five, six when that happened. And then the, cat, the curse was 28 years if he was not in the bubble. And then it's been like five years since the ca- since the curse was broken. No, it really has not been like five years. I think it's been like two years. Yeah, it's yeah. like three. Years. The seasons are not years. The seasons yeah. are like barely a month and a half. He would still be um, he would still be like close to forty than he would be to thirty. But my theory is that he's in Neverland. But that's that's my oh my. Theory. I think he's probably like thirty two. Someone commented on my Tumblr thinking that um, King Arthur, since he was an orphan, could be the same actor. But they haven't released that. They have uncredited the role so far for Liam number two. Okay, there you go. But it's definitely not King Arthur. No, I mean, they said when when they asked Adam and Eddie about any relationship between Arthur and and, uh, Hook, they did say that their resemblance was just a coincidence. It was not, you know, they were not related, so... But again, it's Adam and Eddie, and they can always retcon anything, so... Next thing we know... There you go. Yeah. Just an FYI, the uh, the tall man that uh, was challenging Hook, his character's name... It's not really a name, it's most, it's just a description, but they he's quoted as, uh, or credited as, Massive Brawler. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. I just I thought it. that was funny. Was. And poor Liam is just known as boy. Oh, <laughs> sad. Liam number two, that is. Yes, that's so sad. <laughs> yes. So let's get into present day Storybrooke USA because I know we have a lot to say about Storybrooke, right? No. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ava has nothing to say. She's just gonna sit there. <laughs> yes, I'm I'll gonna sit you. back. I'll do yes. it. <laughs> Good grief. So we start off the episode with Hook and Gold having a conversation. Basically, the whole point of the conversation is Hook telling Gold that he has a plan, and he's carrying out his plan, and it's a big plan, and you'll never know what my plan is, and plan, plan, plan. So Emma and the gang of heroes, including the dwarves, but it's only six, not seven, because one of them is still a tree, they decide 
to stop Hook. And Emma's like, we have to stop him no matter what. We have to split up. We got to stop him. Stop, stop, stop. So as they split up and they decide to stop him no matter what, Regina and Robin run into Zelina or Zelina to them and Zelina's like I'm gonna get custody of my daughter you know sole custody I've granted it myself because I'm now a lawyer and uh, you know you can't do anything about it because you're gonna be dead and they're like we're gonna be dead and he's she's like yep turn around and uh, a pair of uh, dark ones appear and uh, oh no what's gonna happen to them then all of a sudden Mary Margaret and David are heading to their truck and a pair of dark ones appear in front of them and oh no what are they gonna do to them and then the seven dwarves are out in the street doing not the seven dwarves the six dwarves are out in the streets doing what they're doing and then six dark ones approach them and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do and then we see henry yell out at emma who's inside of gold shop searching uh, for hook but he's not in there and it's nimue and um Emma's like, you better stop. And Nimue is like, too late. And she whooshes through Henry and disappears. And so everyone gets together that has had an, uh, an altercation with these Dark Ones. And they're like, what the heck is going on? So Gold explains that uh, everyone has been marked that has had an uh, interaction with dark ones it's the mark of Charon and Charon is the ferryman that navigates people to the underworld so basically the dark ones plan to sacrifice the marked ones souls so that they can join the living because they need a replacement so that they can stay on earth and the replacements are dragged to hell dun, dun, dun. regina searching for hook heads to the dock and finds hook and they start talking and she's like you know remember what happened what we said we would never talk about which is the first time that they've ever talked about it since we've seen them together and he starts choking her and he's like things have changed don't remind me of the thing that we've never talked about that we're just talking about for the first time since we've seen each other over <laughs> yes the um <laughs> oh my, I think I killed Pimenta. So the some of the group is down in uh, the, um, the, the tomb that Regina has where she has some of her magical items. And they're trying to figure out, you know, what, what are we going to do? And, and then they're like, basically, Mary, Margaret, and Dave are like, you know, what are we doing? You know, we need to do what Gold said. And we need to spend the last uh, hours that we have with our loved ones. You know, let's have dinner at Granny's. Let's have a nice time together. You know, and Emma's like, well, come on. You're like the queen of hope. You know, what are you doing? And she's like, it's not that we don't have hope. But, you know, this is death. This is something that might not be easy to get out of. So let's just spend some wonderful time together. Emma's like, you know what? I'm still going to try to do something, but Mary Margaret's like, please, you know, at least stop on by so that we can see you before we have to go to the underworld. Regina shows up and she's like, so we're quitting. And Emma's like, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sacrifice myself so that Again. the darkness 
gets uh, eradicated. She's like, I'm going to suck up all the darkness, and uh, I'm going to sacrifice myself, and that's going to save everybody. Dun, dun, dun. So Gold hands Excalibur over to Emma, and he also arranges for Belle to escape town and to live her life. He's like, you can go and you know do everything that you need to do. You've wanted to see the world. Here's some keys. Um, here's some passports, and uh, here's some money, and uh, a travel agent, and my car. Go escape. You know, be with the world and see everything that you've wanted to see. Regina Robin then confronts Zelina again in the mayor's office, and uh, Zelina's like, oh, you got that magic wand from The Apprentice? Well, you weren't able to use it last time, so ha ha ha. But Regina's like, well, now I have confidence, I believe in me, the town believes in me, and look at what I can do. So then the wand lights up, they poof away into the, um, the clock tower, above uh, the library and uh, Regina uses Merlin's wand to conjure up a twister, a twister, a tornado. And it sends Zelina away to Oz. But Zelina, of course, vows to return. Emma prepares to confront Hook, who appears at her house. And, uh, you know, they, they, they she's trying to, like slice him and everything but he keeps on poofing then all of a sudden henry appears and uh he's like mom you know it's me mom it's me he like grabs his caliber and it really is hook and he poofs away leaving her defenseless and uh without the the tool that she needed for her plan to take action so let's pause right here and i want to get everyone's opinion on everything that's happened so far from rumple uh, setting it up so that bell can escape what's going on to zelina being whooshed away to emma deciding that she has to sacrifice herself uh, so that the darkness can disappear and I want to start off in an unusual place because I know that she has strong feelings about this. Ava, what was going on in your mind when you saw Gold hand over the keys to his car to Belle and uh, tell Belle, you need to leave right now? Well, I... Wow, I thought that that scene was so beautifully written and performed by Robert, especially because um, the pain in his eyes. I mean, he was truly trying to protect her, save her. Um, it shows how much he loves her. No matter what she does, he will always love her. I mean, she banished him from Storybrooke. He comes back, does nothing and keeps loving her. Um... I, I, I get the feeling even when she, if she stabs him and he comes back, he will not do anything. He will cherish her, love her, and he will protect her. And that scene was so important for Rumpel's character as well because it's a character development. We're seeing him uh, developing and going, basically climbing the stairs uh, slowly. Uh, and that scene killed me. I loved it so much because I had to pause my video, take a second, and then get back to watching the show. Aww. 
Katie, I know that you're Emma's biggest champion. What did you think when Emma said, I need to sacrifice myself? I will save them all. It was so sad. That's such a big thing to come to terms with. And, um, you know, she's been the savior from the beginning of the show. Um, she's made all these different heroic gestures that um, she knows will, you know, hopefully save the town, save her family, save um, important people. And um, now she's come to the realization that she has to... Um, do the ultimate savior act and give up her life for everybody else's and um, I don't know that was really powerful you know especially for her to come to that conclusion um, so I really enjoyed it um, you know she realized all the mistakes that she had made you know she acted in the heat of the moment by s turning him into the dark one Um um, and she shouldn't have done that, but, um, and because it's brought so much pain on all of her family, but now she has realized that she's made the mistake and she's got to try to fix it. So, um, I really liked it. I liked seeing her come to terms with that. Ash, when you saw Emma and Hook face off in the house, and you know, she kept on trying to stab him. And then all of a sudden, Henry appeared out of nowhere. What oh, did you think? So cheap. Did you think he was going to get stabbed? Oh, I was so angry because I knew that Emma would fall for it. I was screaming at my TV like, you idiot. Like I, like, I can't believe that Hook did that. Out of everything that happened this episode, that is one of the things that I'm most pissed about, is that he turned into Henry to use her like that. She, he used her own son against her, and that, that hurt. That really hurt. But <clears throat> I uh, I am amazed of Emma Morris. Uh, I always say Emma Morrison, Jennifer Morrison's acting this entire episode. <laughs> and during that scene, uh, it's just one of many. The pain that she can um, channel through her emotions on TV is amazing in itself. Aw, the we should, feels. We should the all feels. try to be like Jennifer Morrison. Yes, let's start <laughs> crying right now. Pimenta, we know that you love our green girl. Let's talk about Zelina. Zelina, oh. at the start of the episode, was wanting soul custody. She's like, you guys are going to be dead anyway, so I'm going to raise her and she's going to be wicked, wicked, wicked. Then all of a sudden, Regina sucker punches her with uh, the um, Merlin's magic wand and sends her to Oz. Were you surprised that they got rid of Zelina so easily, and are you looking forward to her return? I was surprised. I, I thought as much as I enjoyed Regina saying, enjoy Oz, witch, and I was certain that she was going to say, enjoy Oz, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well... I was genuinely surprised that they actually sent her off to Oz because it seemed like contradicting in a way when in the last episode they were like, okay, we have to give you a chance, a, a second, 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 second chance probably. Um, but it seemed like a rushed uh, decision from the writer's part to get rid of 
yet one more character so that they could focus on something else. Um, still, I cannot say that I was disappointed because... Uh, go away, Zelina! Um, I think that she is far from able to... Fr far from stable to raise that child. I mean, she went straight to Robin and Regina and told them, you know, I'll raise her and make her wicked. And so, uh, no. I... no. Just no. Uh, so... Well, yeah, I... I was surprised that they sent her off to Oz. Because it just came out of nowhere, but I still enjoyed it. And to quote Regina again, enjoy Oz. Which? Bitch. <laughs> I can't believe the writers actually made me want to curse Zelina all the, all the time. It's incredible. Two years ago, if you'd asked me, I was, I was always like, go Zelina, kick their butts. But now, <laughs> go away Zelina and have your butt kicked. Aw, poor Greenie. Yeah, so continuing well. on our story, we have uh, the Dark Ones led by our homegirl, Nimue. We love her, right? Yes. In all her sparkly <laughs> glory. Yes. Before she brings everyone, I will say, Emma did leave a note to her parents at the jukebox because we know that uh, the Charmings love music. And just as Mary Margaret starts to read the note, she's like, we need to do something, Nimue appears. And so Nimue and the rest of the Dark Ones basically teleport all of uh, the residents that they marked to uh, the pond, the lake, whatever you want to call it, where the Big Boo Fury took uh, Robin Hood. And, uh, well, I should Shut say, out. they took everyone except for the dwarves. They got <laughs> marked too, but um, they did not teleport. Yeah. It was Poor confusing. dwarves. They never get to see any of the action. But everyone besides the dwarves gets teleported to the pond. And, uh, you know, they're, they're ready so that... Uh, they can be taken to the underworld. Hook appears, and uh, they start carrying out the plan. You know, Emma arrives as well, and she's just left to watch. We start seeing the puff of smoke appear in the lake, and uh, we start to see our little favorite rowboat appear. So uh, they're getting ready to head deep down into the underworld. Emma's like, no, I'm going to stop you. And Nimue um, does her Jedi mind tricks and freezes Emma. But Emma's left there, you know, trying to fight, you know, the, the power so that she can get through. But she's like, I don't know what's happening. Or I guess she's getting choked out or something. And uh, like tears are running through her face. And Regina's like, Hook, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember what we can't talk about that we're just talking about for the first time ever. And you need to think about this. You know, Emma's family, you you can't destroy them. This is going to stick with you forever because you are a dark one. Forever. And you need to think about the man that you want to be. The man that you are. The man that you want to be. So, Hook... You know, after seeing Emma getting choked and what Regina's saying, you know, he's like, 
enough and Nimue's like what the hell and he's like enough and she's like you can't stop us and he's like but I can so he lifts up Excalibur he starts sucking her back into Excalibur all the dark ones get sucked in and Excalibur starts glowing and all this kind of stuff it has absorbed all the darkness from Nimue and all of the dark ones and so all the dark ones are trapped inside Excalibur so Hook then asks Emma to basically kill him to destroy the darkness he's like I want to die a hero let me die a hero remember me as a hero so Emma starts crying getting all tearful and uh, she's she goes through with his wishes and uh, slices and dices Captain Hook which kills all the previous Dark Ones. And um, as Hook dies, his neck wound from Excalibur returns, and Emma is transformed from David Bowie back into our red-jacketed blondie, her normal self. Although that isn't the clothes that she was wearing in um, Camelot. And Excalibur disintegrates as well. It just... You know, melts away. Poof. We see some EMTs arrive, and they take Hook's lifeless body away. So before we head into what happens the next day, let's talk about this. The feels. The feels. Ash, I know you want to say something. I don't know if I can. No. like the reliving it. Oh my. That's a great compliment to me. <laughs> you did a really good job. Yeah. Good Thank job. you. I appreciate it. It was vivid. This is where the other half of um, what I said a couple of minutes ago with Jamo's acting. Just the scene was so powerful that I had to watch it over and over again just to be able to feel what was going on because this scene left me empty after watching it. This is what made me need to go watch some fluff. some Because everyone can put themselves in Emma's shoes to remember when they lost somebody. This is one of those moments in Once Upon a Time where we can actually feel what they're going through. Where this is nothing to do with magic. This is losing someone that you dearly love. And watching her go through that is like watching, is like you going through it again. Because you know what she's going through. And any actor that can do that is fantastic. Yeah. Aw. Katie? I agree with what um, Ash was saying. Um, it was, oh, it was such, oh, it was so hard because I feel like Emma's just, like, cursed. It's like everyone that she falls in love with or opens up to ends up dying it's like every single person um so so sad to see and to see her have to go through that once again um it was so emotional just the way that they filmed it and did it but i loved how in the end he it what he realized that you know what he was doing was wrong and that wasn't the man that he wanted to become. And so he wanted Emma this time to let him die a hero and to let him choose the right thing. And 
she allowed him to do that, unlike last time where she went against his wishes and turned him into the thing he didn't want to become. So that was really, really well done. I really loved it. But it was so sad, you know, just kind of just see her not wanting to let his hand go as they were trying to pull him away. Um, mm-hmm. And then she was just sitting there, you know, clutching the ring that he had given her for so long. And it's just so sad. But um, I think it speaks a lot about their relationship and um, how she felt about him. So that was really powerful to me. So I really liked it. But it was very, very emotional. (laughs) My emotions. My emotions. (laughs) Just reminds me of that gif. uh, from community (laughs) yes yep fantastic pimenta were you in your feels as well well uh, no that's a no (laughs) (laughs) look i mean i i could understand what my fellow i'm friends fans friends anyway my friends on that part of the fandom would be feeling and I could understand their pain and I could also understand their enthusiasm over the whole story but uh well to me it was it it left me but you know I, I was not that interested in that part of the story and to be honest I would I think it would have been closer to once upon a time's whole family theme if they the dark ones had actually managed to drag everyone in underworld as they were planning to do and so the entire they would still go to the underworld but their quest would be on how they would get back as a whole and not just to find hook and bring him back if i don't know if that makes sense anyway but yeah it was quite an emotional scene and um once again i i do understand how painful it must have been for Emma to not just watch some, someone she loves die, but to do it herself. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was okay. I, I, I do understand where Katie and Ashley come from. <laughs> I would have been the same train wreck if it had been Robin and Regina <laughs> in their position, so I understand the girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Ava, I know that you're not the biggest Captain Swanner, but what did you think of uh, this part of the storyline, sort of wrapping up the Dark Swan, Dark Hook storyline with Hook's sacrifice? Uh, that whole scene sort of reminded me of the Ice Queen, how, like, she changed her mind. Or the Snow Queen. Mind. The Snow Queen, yes. She changed her the mind. The Dairy Queen. Her, yes. <laughs> and, like, she took a 180 turn in like two seconds? I don't know. That scene reminded me of that. I love you all. Let me die. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, on an emotional level, this it was a very emotional scene. Uh, I loved how Jennifer Morrison acted. It, I mean, I've never seen her act like this. It's been five seasons and her emotion... I think she's having so much fun with it because actors do love bringing out very emotions. The way she was crying and the way she was screaming, it was just... I was just sitting in my chair, like, my eyes were, like, open, like, holy shit, like, this is 
this is painful to watch. Um, yeah, it was a good scene, I guess. It was very heartbreaking scene for a lot of people, for the specifically for the fans of the these two characters. So let's get to the day after. Oh my, a lot of stuff happens the day after, right, Katie? Yes, yes. Shite. <laughs> yes. So it's the next day. It's early on in the next day. We see Gold in his shop, you know, you know. contemplating, I guess, everything that ended, that ended up happening before. And someone comes in and, and Gold is like, we're still closed. And it's Belle. And she returns. She's like, Henry called me and told me about everything. You lied to me. But then she kisses him and she's like, this is... The most selfless thing you've ever done. I love you. I don't want to see the world. I just want to see you. I'm happy here with you. And you're my boo thing. And I'm your boo thing. And kiss me. So elsewhere, later on that morning, Emma wakes up and starts hearing whispers. So she texts Gold and is like, meet me at your shop now. So Gold is just getting up from a little hanky-panky with um, <laughs> Belle. And we know it was hanky-panky because Belle is in his bed and he's putting on his tie clip. I died. I you, baby. Ah! I you, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I got a chill. A baby's coming. A baby crocodile. Yep. So Gold uh, heads on over to the shop, and he starts off being all attitude. He's like, you know what, Emma? This is my shop, and when it's open, it's open, and when it's closed, it's closed. Like, I don't need you telling me when to show up. And Emma is like, well, I'm here because I heard the whispers, and the dagger's here. So you got the dagger. Show me the dagger. And Gold's like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, I know the dagger's here. And he's like, well, this is something that I hope no one would ever realize. But he's like, all the other Dark Ones are dead, and uh, you didn't, so I guess that's why you know. And so he explains that prior to Emma arriving to pick up Excalibur from Gold, this was the day before, he had used this magical potion to basically turn Excalibur into a conduit so that when Emma killed all of the Dark Ones, their magic was transferred into gold, allowing gold to reclaim his life as the Dark One and basically creating a new dagger in the process because this one's like jet black and it's a little different from the original dagger that we all know and love. Uh, he also says that he is now the most powerful Dark One ever because he now wields the combined power of every Dark One that has ever lived, including the power that ran through Emma. So now that Gold has revealed what he did, Emma basically is like, well, now you're going to do something for me. And he's like, oh, really? And she's like, hell yeah. She's like, you are going to help me out. You know, I am going to keep the secret for you because uh, right now I could poof over to Belle and tell her everything before you could kill me. And because I got magic still, and I will do it if you don't help me. And Gold is like, don't try me. And she's like, don't try me either. And so in exchange for Emma keeping this secret, Gold agrees 
to help her enter the underworld because Killian's sacrifice now is for naught. So in telling her parents and her little squad, as the kids would say, what uh, she's going to do and what Gold has done, she's like, you know, I, I will go into the underworld. I will split up my heart much like my parents did. I'll give Hook half my heart and, uh, you know, he can't die for for what he died for because he didn't die for anything you know he he was sacrificed himself for nothing basically so at the lake everyone joins emma and gold it's uh regina mary margaret david robin with his arrows and henry and gold slices his hand the blood drops into uh, the lake lake transforms the smoke arrives our little tugboat arrives and everyone gets into the water because now they can walk on the water and they head on over to the ferry to descend into the underworld with emma saying i will find you i will always find you dun, 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 dun. what did everyone think of bell returning Gold banging Bell, maybe Bell having a baby, Gold being the Dark One yet again, but not just the Dark One, like the most powerful Dark One ever, and Emma and uh, her squad heading to the Underworld. Katie? Oh, so many things happened in those last few scenes. Um, I don't know, I'm so pissed off at Rumpel again. I feel like this is happening like every three episodes, but oh my gosh, can he just, no, stop it, stop. <laughs> I'm hoping this time that somehow he becomes the person that um, Merlin was talking about that said maybe someday there will be somebody who can take on the Dark One's powers and what was it? it was wield the dark and wield the light or something yeah something like that maybe that'll be him because i mean or use the darkness to wield the light or something like that something like that but i mean Rumpel's, merlin come back and explain it to us yeah <laughs> from the beginning rumple's the one that we've known as the dark one so i feel like it would make the most sense for him to be that person to learn to be that person so i'm hoping that that's what happens either that or they're just going to make him completely irredeemable but i mean for a show about hope i kind of am hoping <laughs> oh i see what you did that. there <laughs> i'm kind of hoping that they don't go there but i guess we'll see what happens um that kind of pissed me off a little bit especially since he's lying to bell again like i feel so bad for her like oh this guy this guy darling is lying to you once again, you deserve better. Oh, my darling. My darling. <laughs> she deserves better. So I'm hoping that he can be the person that she deserves. And so we'll see what happens. But um, otherwise, I, I loved seeing Emma back to um, her regular self and not having all this, you know, her hair pulled back into a tight bun and dark clothes on and all of that. I like seeing her back to her red jacket with her hair down and um, all of that. It was nice to see that. And um, it was nice to see her 
come to the realization that she wants to fight for this. She doesn't want to just give up. So I can't wait. I think there's a lot of stuff coming up and I can't wait to see what they do. And um, it was especially nice to see everyone teaming up to go and help as well. It's kind of just become a regular thing for our cast is that they all support each other Mm-hmm. to a degree, and that they all team up to help each other, um, which is so different from where we started in the first season. So it just kind of shows you how far we've come. So I, re- I really like that, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So you are glad emo Emma is gone? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. I miss the red leather jacket <laughs> and the blonde hair. <laughs> yes. What was the name of that music video again? That she looks like she stepped out of. Um, <laughs> Ava, uh, you know it. Love, yes. Addicted to love. Yes. Addicted to love. Addicted to love. Emma is gone. <laughs> Addicted to swan. Addicted to swan. Yes. Ava, your boo thing. What did he do? My heart just shattered. Like ding, you could have. You can hear it. Uh, no. I honestly don't know. Like, I tried making sense out of it. I couldn't. I haven't read anything about this problem. But I'll try answering it, see if I am on the right track. Katie said something about he's lying to Bell again. I don't think he's lying because he hasn't said anything. Um, So you're saying that omitting the truth is not a lie? Well, here's the thing. She comes to the shop. He's uh, she's like, "You lied to me again." And he was like, w- w- "Yeah." And then he was about to say something and then she bam, she kisses him. And then, I mean, if somebody's wants to make out with you and wants to tear your clothes off, I mean, who would stop that? I'd be like, "Listen, listen, before we get into this, this is what's happening." I don't think that was the moment. In that moment, so... Oh, Ava. I don't know. I honestly don't know why Rumpel has become the Dark One again. Do you? Well, I have my own idea, but I want you to talk a little bit more about Belle and Rumpel, since you are their biggest champion. And then I'll get into my own thing. I... I'm heartbroken to be honest. Okay. I I don't know. Why Rumpelstiltskin can became the dark one again? Why I, I the thing is when he told Belle to go and live your life, he was he knew he was dying because he looks at his uh, wrist and there's a mark. Once Emma and Regina came into uh, the following scene with with him, he he found a loophole for getting the magic back. Which was so ridiculous because this guy doesn't have any magic. How the fuck does he have potions now? It's like, we did see his little lock was broken and there was nothing in it. And then all of a sudden he has potions in it. Lots of potions. Yeah, it's like, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, what I'm hoping for this since he is he has the magic of every dark one i don't think it necessarily means he has the darkness in him his heart is still pure 
So now this is this will come the balance of the blurry line between choosing the right path. Um, right now he is going to help Emma get Hook back, uh, and then he, hopefully this will be something that I'm hoping to see, like a toward finishing off his redemption arc. I don't know. You know, Ava, you just said something that has influenced what I was just about to say. What? Because what I was just about to say was that I'm very disappointed that Rumple is the Dark One again. Because it feels like we're just going in circles with Rumple. Yeah. Because he tries, or I don't even want to say he, like the writers try to redeem him. They try to make him do some good stuff, like when he did uh, the whole pan thing. You know, it seemed like that was like maybe going to spark a redemption arc. Then they had to bring him back as the Dark One. And by they, I mean Balefart. And then, uh, you know, they got rid of all his Dark One powers, and he was, like, pure of heart. And it seemed like they were finally going to redeem him again and make him a hero. I am a hero, as he would have said in the alternate universe. But then, bam, he's the Dark One again. And I'm like, really? And now he's the most powerful Dark One ever. It just, I'm, like, tired of this cycle with Rumpelstiltskin, because it just seems like he's going to be forever stuck in the cycle of, you know, oh, you know, I got to keep these secrets from Belle. Belle can't know anything that's going on and this, that, or the other. And it's like he's stuck in this rut, unfortunately. It's absolutely yeah. stupid. But mm -hmm. the one thing that's different this time around is what you're saying, Ava, which I really didn't think about until you just said it. Mm -hmm. He is pure of heart now. He is kind of like how Merlin, in a sense, and yeah. Nimue was in the beginning. You know, if he does something really bad, then he'll be corrupted and then that's when things will take a turn for the worse. It's not to say that he won't be tested, but it'll be interesting to see if he passes the test. And if maybe at some point we also see him with, you know, um, apparitions, not apparitions, that's not the right word, manifestations of people, you know, starting to appear, you know, trying to tempt him, kind of like how Emma and Hook both saw Rumple or something like that, so maybe they'll go that route, I don't know, it's just, they need to do something a little bit different with Rumple. if not, it's just the same story over and over again. And it's getting boring, I'm like, I'm his biggest fan, and I, I don't even want to watch this anymore, because it's like, this happened season two, season three, season four, and now we're back to square one. So And poor Belle. Uh, yeah, it's like, what is she even? I, I don't get it. I personally think that uh, the writers, like I said before, the writers were going with a storyline that was supposed to last entire season with the whole Dark Emma thing. But something made them change their minds. Maybe they... I don't know. Maybe the reception was not good. I, 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 I don't even know what it is. Uh, I think that Rumble Steelskin is... Robert Carlyle, at least, is the best man to portray a Dark One. I mean, we have seen him shine as a Dark One. Even if he's Rumble Steelskin or if he's a Dark One in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, or Mr. Gold. In any case, I, I'm not sure why they had to do this again i am i'm happy that he is the dark one again but on the other side like eva said it's like an endless circle 
um, and when they had the opportunity to give him a, to, to begin with a redemption arc for him and at the same time go into further depth with Emma being a villain, they just didn't take it and they went back to same old, same old. Now Emma is back to the leather jacket, Rumblestilskin is back to being a big baddie, lying to everyone. Uh, I agree with you guys. I think it's a bit weird. Yeah, I agree as well. I just hope that uh, they switch things up a little bit with Rumple this time around. Because he is good as a dark one, but... They need to do something to spice it up. If not, it's just the same story over and over again. And I was kind of hoping that they did eradicate the darkness. Because just because you eradicate the dark ones and the darkness and that kind of thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't have a big bad or a bad person. There are plenty of other magical people out there that aren't dark ones that can be a major threat to them and it's also kind of weird in my opinion how they can just easily use Excalibur this like super powerful sword and this that or the other as conduits for stuff like it, it's weird these loopholes are becoming a little too frequent in my opinion Ash your thoughts on what happened at the end in Storybrooke USA I don't want to talk too much about it I mean you guys said a lot um but I think that this whole cycle thing with Rumpelstiltskin doing something good, then being bad, doing something good, being bad, in my opinion, it's his not being able to change. Just, I compared him to what Emma and Hook did, that as Dark Ones, at the end of everything, they were still who they were. It's just they had magic. It, they were able to do things that they weren't able to do without magic. But it didn't change who they were as a person. Even Hook died because he wanted to be the person that he was before he was as a Dark One. And Rumpelstiltskin isn't going to change whether or not you give him magic or you take away his magic. He's still the same person. And I don't... This just cemented my beliefs that he will not be able to change. I think that this was an attempt at... Um, his second redemption arc, if you will want to take in some of the good stuff that he did with Pan as the first kind of attempt for him to be a good person, this is just... You it's just... Sorry, it's, it's just sad because um, this, whole this whole time we we saw the Dark One in Emma and Hook, how it's, uh, it's this thing that pushes you doing bad things. But then exactly. all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you see this this guy without magic. I mean, for the first seven episodes, ten episodes, he was the nicest guy. He was trying. He was wanted to be the good guy, and then all of a sudden, he just like, no, I want to live. He became selfish again. He's like, I want to live. I don't want to die. I have nothing to lose. Bell left me, so this is my yeah, chance to get ever, back, yeah. get back my power. Because I have the loophole, I can do this, and which yeah. happened, and it's it's really really slap in the face for his character because Rumpelstiltskin without magic, the guy we saw centuries ago with with Mila and Little Bay, that's not him. That's the show. It's like the show changed his character, which is super disappointing. Yeah, what I'll say about that is. 
he didn't choose to be the dark one oh. the first time around. He thought he was saving people, you know, by killing this this person, you know, which he was tricked into killing him. And then he became the dark one, and then the darkness corrupted him completely, in my opinion. I mean, the darkness took him over, and, and he was making horrendous choices. And even as a non-magical person in Storybrooke, uh, when magic wasn't there, he was still making horrible choices as an individual then they rebooted him with the pure heart and everything was fine and dandy and he was uh you know making the right decisions as ava said and then bell left him and then he got marked to be sent to the underworld and then he sends Belle away, so he thinks he's probably never going to see Belle again because she's visiting the world and seeing the Eiffel Tower and um, Whistler and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. So she's doing all that kind of thing, and so he's like, well, if push comes to shove, uh, let me, you know, create this thing since they're going to end up doing this, and let me get the power back. This time, he chose to be the Dark One. And I don't know if that's going to change anything as far as how he's going to be acting. I don't know. It's interesting what's going to happen. And I do have a question for Ava, but I want to make sure Ash is done giving her thoughts. Um, oh, I just want to... Um, I've been getting a lot of hate on Tumblr for my opinion on this. But everyone's reading it the wrong way. There's a lot of stuff that has happened on the show that is sad and they've taken characters and turned them around to fit their plot. And this is no different. There is no reason to condemn Adam and Eddie and the writers of the show for what Rumpelstiltskin did this episode. There is no reason for you to turn around and bash them and, te and say that they're terrible and all of that. They did their jobs and they're telling the story that you guys obviously want to hear. That's the only thing that I have with this episode is that everyone's bashing Adam and Eddie and it hurts to watch them do that. This and I do feel like that needed to be said. And you put it very well, Ash. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Ava, here's the question that I have for you. And it's directed at you because you are Rumbell's, you know, biggest champion. Thank Emily Duravin in real life is pregnant. We did see a morning after scene with uh, Belle and uh, Rumple. Do you think they're going to write in the pregnancy? And uh, I'm not a big advocate of babies saving relationships, but do you think the baby will at all inspire a change in Rumple? Do you think the baby could be the thing that... Uh, I don't want to say makes him good forever, but at least sparks a change in him. Or do you think, you know, not counting the baby, like, do you think maybe this trip to the underworld and confronting his past might also spark a change in Rumple? See, that was my biggest fear that these guys are going to write the pregnancy in. Um, it would have been nice if Bella and Rumple never got together, at least this end of season. Uh, so he could have grown as a character himself, but now they're obviously bringing the baby to basically, like you said, I think 
the baby is going to be a turning point for Rumpel. He's going to become a father again. He lost his son, and now he has another chance of having another kid. They'll so, name the child Balefire. That would be creepy. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when the gold is a rockin', don't bother knockin'. Uh, <laughs> my God. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Continue on, Ava. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the the child will be uh, sort of like a bellfire for him. Because, I mean, the story started him trying to get to his son. And now he's going to have another kid. Maybe a boy or a girl. Who knows? But it's kind of sad seeing that her real life pregnancy is being written into the show. Like, it shouldn't have been. It should have been ju just her or him trying to be a better man. But mm -hmm, like yeah. I said, again, it's really hard to tell because his heart is still pure. He hasn't done anything that's wrong yet. Uh, so it's it's really up to Rumpel now to either become the new Merlin or the ultimate dark one. Yeah. Hopefully, if it seems as because i mean they would not have shown the morning after shot of them if they weren't going to write in the pregnancy okay. since they're doing that hopefully they don't write in jenny's pregnancy let's all start a collection plate with everyone here and all of the listeners in the chat room so that we can buy jenny some oversized coats and really large purses and stuff so that they can cover up the baby pump oh my god <laughs> the first one the first baby's name is neil the second one will be Bellfire. That's so Which charming. <laughs> or Neil number two. Yeah, Neil number two. No, I think for Rumple and Belle, it's going to be a girl, and her name is Bale Firet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know what they named the son in the alternate universe. They had a son in the alternate universe. It was a son, but they didn't yeah. say what his name was. His name was Hero, like his father. <laughs> Before I turn things over to Katie for spoilers, uh, I do want to make a small programming note. We are airing a brand new episode of Storybook Weekly Mirror next week here on poppychularadio.com. Next week we will be doing a postmortem episode. We did uh, a postmortem episode last season at the very end of uh, season four and uh, turned out pretty well so we are adding postmortems to our repertoire here on storybook weekly mirror so at the end of every half season we will be gathering after the season finale to discuss the arc as a whole basically we'll be talking about the storyline as a whole as well as the individual character storylines for that half of the season so join us next week at our usual time for a special post-mortem of season 5a so katie with that being said it's time to get a little spoilery right yes it is let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of once upon a time this is your official spoiler alert spoiler alert so, for all of these spoilers, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can also visit my site at storybookmirror.com. 
So we have some casting stuff to go over. Um, these are also, well, this one is for the 100th episode, um, which is our spring premiere. Um, Tony Perez will be returning as Regina's father in the 100th episode. Um, so it looks like we're going to be kind of having a family reunion with Cora and um, Regina's father. Yay, Henry. Um, yes, Yay. Henry Sr. CC, so, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. He was such a great character. Such a nice I character. Know. Very supportive really of his daughter. Yeah. So that'll be nice to see. Um, also returning is Rachel Shelley as Mila. She will not be returning for the 100th episode, but she will be returning for another episode, which is the 14th via filming spoilers. Um... Which, real quick, I'll go over those since they're kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and I love how the uh, article said they were kind of vague for how many episodes she's going to return yeah. for. They said at least one, so that means that she might be in more, potentially. Yeah, so we will we will see. But for sure, the first one she pops up in is the 14th episode, which is titled Devil's Do. Um, basically, what it was was... It's Storybrooke, like the underworld version of Storybrooke where there's fog everywhere. And um, she was basically a crossing guard for kids um, to cross the street. Like she was getting kids, you know, keeping them safe as they cross the street or whatever, which was weird. It's interesting to me. Maybe uh, she's a teacher at school. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sometimes teachers volunteer to be the crossing that guard. That's true, yeah. So I guess we'll see about that. Um, but another thing that was filmed with her was Rumpel was filming with her. And apparently Emma was across the street or something. And so Gold calls Emma over and introduces Emma to Mila. So, so that's going to be, that's weird. You'll be like, hey, this is your dead lover's ex. Or, you know, not ex, but I killed her. Yes. <laughs> Well, he has to admit it. He's never said it. He has to admit it. So true. So yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see. We'll save predictions for next week. So I don't want to take too much time talking about this because I'm sure I'm going to mention it, this again next week when we talk about what we expect to see in the next half of the season. But so far, with all of uh, the um, filming stuff that they've done, it seems as if we're going to be in the underworld for the majority of the season, I'm guessing. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't seem as if we're going to see regular Storybrooke, unless it's all indoor stuff and they're not filming outside because the outside has been transformed into the underworld yeah so i don't know for some reason i thought that they were going to like show the underworld as flashbacks kind of like how they did uh, with camelot and we'll see present day storybook with the ramifications of the underworld stuff but maybe they're going to just do a little bit more linear and they might not show storybook i don't know yeah that would be interesting or at least sort of like how they did in season two where 
they went off on their adventure for a couple of episodes. They flashed on occasion to Storybrooke, and then they returned, and then it picked up in Storybrooke. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be like that, that because of another spoiler that I think Katie's going to talk about. Oh, okay, I can't wait. Uh-huh. Um, so one last casting thing. Someone asked Adam and Eddie if we would be seeing Liam the second again. Um, and they said... <laughs> They said, well, we will definitely be seeing Liam the first. I hate that I had to refer to them this way. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so we will for sure be seeing Liam the first again um, coming up. Um, but they said we'll have to see about Liam the second. We'll have to see where that goes and all of that. So I hope they don't mm-hmm. leave that off. Because I feel like that was random and like they need to go somewhere mm-hmm. with it but um I feel we'll like see. they're gonna leave it open so that they can go back to it if they need to yeah if yeah. it makes sense yeah I completely want to see them adopt him but he has to be youthful and still a baby otherwise he's going to be an old man yeah yeah so there are two Henrys there are two Neils and then there are two Liams yep <laughs> Can anyone see a pattern here? Exactly. <laughs> it's all men. They never repeat the lady names. Nope. Because we're all original. You didn't hear my snap. <laughs> I snap. Thank you for the snap. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So there's that. So we'll find out. Um, but there um, was a big postmortem done by the Hollywood Reporter, which was a great one to look at. Um. Basically, someone asked them, you know, why is, why does Storybrooke look like, or why does the underworld look like Storybrooke? Is there a reason for that? And Adam and Eddie said that why the underworld looks the way it does has a very specific reason. And it has something to do with the people who are down there. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Also, they said that the rules of the underworld, such as what it means to be there, can you leave, and how can you leave, if so, and where would you go after you leave, those will be explored by none other than our tour guide of the underworld, Cora. Yay. And she looks gorgeous. (laughs) Yes, she does. It's going to be really interesting to see, uh, to get all these answers, and especially from Cora. I like how she's kind of like the mayor of the underworld, it looks like. So. Yeah, that's too I'm much. Sure that's I wonder where they're going to stay at. Maybe the blind witch is Granny in the underworld, and it's her B&B. Oh. <laughs> has Regina, um, no, 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 has Cora seen Regina with Robin yet? Because now Regina and Robin are going down there. Yeah. She'll get to see them together. See and Henry finally gets to meet Henry. Yay! Yay! So there we go. Lots of fun stuff happening. Um, but kind of going off of that, they've kind of asked them, you know, what's the theme of the second half of the season? And while we got one of the themes a long time ago was basically it, um, how your past will come back to haunt you. They have also said that um, it's also getting, the second half is a lot about people getting closure on your past. Um... And also getting emotional closer. 
closure. So um, that's those are kind of like the themes of this next half of the season. Um, so well, they're kind of on their mission to find Hook down there. It's not just solely about that. Um, they've said, Adam and Eddie said that our characters will also be facing things from their past and present. So the second half of the season is also about how they deal with these things that come back into their lives and getting closure on them. So there we go. Um, and then regarding Emily's pregnancy, which we kind of talked about earlier, if that's going to be brought in, Eddie said that we did see them reconsummate their marriage. Um, so we will have to see, but we're... Oh, on... so that's what they call it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we're on the right clue trail. So it kind of, to me, sounds like they are going to bring it in. Um, so, yeah. A little crocodile. Basically. <laughs> oh. They could call the baby Chip. That's true. Oh, that's chip. cute. Name it Chip. My chipped baby. <gasps> because they oh. got rid of the chip cups, they can call this little, little baby Chip. Oh god, <laughs> when they get rid of something, they just name the next <laughs> thing the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> Regina got rid of her father, named the child Henry. Uh, Zelina got rid of Neil, so then the others named the baby Neil. We got uh, the father getting rid of Liam. Calls the new one Liam. Gold breaks Chip. Call the baby Chip. <laughs> you still don't have a name for little Greenie. <laughs> Pistachio. <laughs> no. She when she said that sounds like a baby name, I was like, really, it's like, lady? What are you talking about? Hunter Pistachio. <laughs> that was really good. I love that. That was a good line. <laughs> Maybe she'll name her Jade. That'd be sort of normal. I still like Emerald and nicknaming her Emmy. There you go. Lots of good names for them to choose. I just want them to name it. Yeah. Kelly. That <laughs> that would work. <laughs> Kelly Green. That is a green. That's it is. It really is. So hey, that's available to them. <laughs> Nobody else has been named that amazingly. <laughs> so we'll see. But moving on, um, THR asked them. The Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter asked them um, regarding Rumpel's powers now that he has all of the Dark One's powers. Um, he basically he has emerged stronger and probably a little bit wiser. So what that means, we will find out. I'm curious to see where they go with it, but we'll we'll see. We shall see. Um, and then regarding Zelina, we have not seen the last of her. She wasn't gotten rid of super quick um, like that. They said that we will be seeing her soon, though probably not within the first few episodes back. They said that she will be back for a large part of the second arc. Um, so there's that. And then lastly, um, kind of regarding the whole Arthur, Merida, and the Camelot gang kind of being left open, they are still back in Storybrooke, so they confirm that we will see them for a bit at the end of the season. Um, so we will hopefully be getting closure on them. Um, yeah, that was the other thing that bugged me about the episode, besides Rumpel turning into the dark one again is that we don't have any 
closure, and for like a better word. They did film Yeah, because the they filmed the scene. Yeah, we discussed that in a previous spoiler section. Yeah, they did film the scene, um, but I'm guessing that they just couldn't fit it in without cutting any of our main cast scenes. Yeah. They said that, you know, our main cast takes precedence, obviously. So, um, they have said that we should see them at the end of the season, so hopefully we will see that. Um, yeah, hopefully they use the same scene, and, um, you know, they might have to dub a little bit of dialogue in there to say, oh, you know, we survived you know, the, the Dark Ones and the Underworld and yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yep, so there's that, but um, that's kind of all I have for right now. The ratings did come out, and they were raised a tenth from last week's initial 1.3 to a 1.4 in the demographics, and it also raised the millions of viewers to a 4, to 4.83 millions of viewers. Um... Ratings for everything were skewed yesterday because of the president's address, um, starting at eight. That you mean of, Sunday? I'm sorry, Sunday. The president's address on Sunday that lasted about 15 minutes and 15 to 20 minutes, and um, so those did skew a bunch of the numbers for Sunday night's shows that started at eight. Um, but the show did tie for top-rated. I think it did tie for either. Tied for first or second? It tied for first with first scripted first. show, I think. No, it tied for second because Simpsons had like a two point something. But I've never counted Simpsons for some reason. Okay, you mean scripted dramas then? Scripted drama. So it did tie for the top rated scripted drama of the night in the demographics. So there's that. Sounds fantastic. Well, listeners, join us next time for a special post-mortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit poppychuloradio.com archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, can you please wish listeners a good night? Have good a night, night everyone! Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone.